ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله باب قول الله تعالى ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله the chapter regarding and there are those from the people who take partners besides Allah and they love them as they love Allah there are those from the people who take partners besides Allah and they love them as they love Allah this chapter now, Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, he desired to explain the topic of love and the different forms of love and how this is an act of worship, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Arada Sheikh rahimahullah, bihada al bab, an yubayyina anna al mahabbah. He wants to clarify here that love is a type of worship. And that whomsoever loves other deities besides Allah, loves them alongside his love for Allah, then he has committed major shirk that exits from the fold of Islam. كَمَا كَانَ عَلَيْهِ الْمُشْرِكُونَ Just like what the mushrikeen used to do. The mushrikun, that's exactly what they used to do. They used to love these other deities of theirs alongside Allah. So their act of loving these other deities alongside Allah was an act of shirk, major shirk. وَلَمَّا كَانَتِ الْمَحَبَّةِ مِنْ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَةِ and because love is one of the forms of worship, بَلْ هِيَ أَعْظَمُ أَنْوَاءِ الْعِبَادَةِ Rather, it is the greatest form of the worship. وَكَانَ مَنْ أَحَبَّ مَعَ اللَّهِ غَيْرَهُ مُشْرِكًا الشِّرْكَ الْأَكْبَرِ And the one who loves others alongside Allah, loves others alongside Allah as he loves Allah, then that split of love in this way, it is major shirk. نَاسَبَ أَنْ يَذْكُرَ الشَّيْخِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ هَذَا الْبَابِ فِي كِتَابِ التَّوْحِيدِ Therefore it is suitable to mention this particular chapter and this issue in Kitab al-Tawheed. So firstly, as Sheikh al-Fawzan, he says that the scholars have explained that love is two types. Two general categories of love. The first is Mahabbatul Ubudiyah. Mahabbatul Ubudiyah. Wahadihi yajibu antakuna khalisa lillahi azza wa jal. The love, which is essentially the love of worship, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, loving Allah, then this has to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَحَبَّةُ الْعُبُودِيَّةِ هِيَ الَّتِي يَكُونُ مَعَهَا ظِلْ لِلْمَحْبُوبِ And this love of worship to Allah, that type of love, it has a humility to the one that you love, has a humility towards the one that you love. You are humble and you are 
in humil in humility before the one that you love. وَهَذِهِ لَا يَجُوزُ صَرْفُهَا لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ So this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one that you worship, your creator, then that love cannot be given to others besides Allah. كَمَا لَا يَجُوزُ السُّجُودُ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ Just like it is not allowed to prostrate to others besides Allah. وَالذَّبْحْ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ And it's not allowed to slaughter for others besides Allah. Then similarly, it is not allowed to give this love of worship to others besides Allah. فَالْعِبَادَةَ تَتَرَكَّزُ عَلَى ثَلَاثَةِ أَشْيَاءِ Because worship, it is focused on three things. Or it is based upon three things. الْمَحَبَّةَ الْخَوْفَ الرَّجَاءِ Worship is centered around these three things. Love, hope, and fear. Love and hope and fear. All worship is centered around these three things. فَالْمَحَبَّةُ وَالْخَوْفُ وَالْرَجَاءُ هِيَ رَكَائِزُ الْعِبَادَةُ وَأَسَاسُهَا So the love and the hope and the fear, these are the focal points, the center points of worship and its foundation. فَإِذَا اجْتَمَعَتْ تَحَقَّقَتِ الْعِبَادَةَ وَنَفَعَتْ كَالصَّلَاةَ وَالْحَجْ وَصَائِرِ الْعِبَادَةِ So if you have these three affairs, love, fear and hope, love, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the worship, the love of worship to Allah, fear from the punishment of Allah if you sin, and hope for the mercy of Allah that He forgives you, you have that love, hope and fear, then when a person has all of those, that's when your worship is correct and it will be established in the proper manner. أَمَّا إِذَا اخْتَلَّتْ هَذِهِ الثَّلَاثَةِ فَإِنَّ الْإِنسَانِ وَإِنْ صَامَ وَإِنْ صَلَّ وَإِنْ حَجَّ فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَكُنُ عِبَادَ صَحِيحًا But if these factors are missing, the love, the fear, the hope, if those factors are missing, then no matter if a person prays or does hajj or fast, so any worship, it will not be correct without that love and fear and hope. يَقُولُ الْعُلَمَاءُ And then the scholars have explained that this love and fear and hope, it must be in balance. The love and the fear and the hope must be in balance. It cannot be overweighed on one particular issue and neglected on others. So the Shaykh he explains here, some of the people of innovation, that's exactly what they did. So for example, the Sufis, they focused their worship purely on love. They focused their worship purely on love. And they claim that all of worship, it is purely based upon the love. And therefore, they claim that fear and hope are not significant. Fear of the hellfire, hope in the paradise, all of those things they say are insignificant. All they say is love for Allah, your love and your devotion, as long as you have that and your worship is all correct in that case. But the reality is they have gone to an extreme on that. 
فالصوفيه يزعمون انهم يعبدون الله لانهم يحبونه فقط the sufis claim that they love allah or they worship allah purely based upon their love for allah يقولون لا نعبده نخاف من ناره ولا نرجو جنته they say we're not bothered about the hellfire it's not because of the fear of the hellfire or because of the desire to get into paradise those aren't the important things they say they say our worship is purely out of our love for allah and that is misguidance that is misguidance to be upon this type of extremism to claim we don't care about the hellfire we're not really bothered about the paradise those aren't the important things it's only about the love for allah that is incorrect and it is exaggeration and extremism in this regard and it is not the way of the salaf similarly there are those who say man abada allah bil raja faqad faqat fa huwa murji the murji'ah, those individuals who claim that your actions are outside of the iman, and they say that even if you commit sins, it does not impact upon your iman. So those types of individuals, the murji'ah, they claim that they worship Allah purely upon hope. Purely upon their hope in Allah, that Allah will forgive and they are upon Iman and they'll be entered into paradise. It is purely upon the hope side. And the fear, they have neglected it. So again, they've gone to an extreme on one particular side. And then there is the Khawarij, who went purely onto the fear side. The fear side of things. So they began to say, anybody who commits a major sin and dies upon it, that's it. You are a disbeliever, you will be in the hellfire forever. So much fear. That's how extreme they went, declaring somebody who commits the major sin, that he will be from the people of the hellfire forever, and there is no salvation for him. So they went to an extreme on the fear. The fear of the punishment, the fear of the hellfire, and those who will be punished. And they began to say, anyone who commits those major sins and dies, he will be in the hellfire forever, kafir. So all of these groups, they went astray. They went astray due to giving too much importance and exaggeration to certain factors and neglecting others. Some of them into exaggeration on love, others onto exaggeration in fear, others onto exaggeration in hope. Whereas the reality is, as the Salaf were upon, to balance between love, fear and hope. And to have all three of them in that balance. Some of the scholars of the past, they mentioned an example. They said, this love and fear and hope, it is like a bird. The love is the head of the bird. And the fear and the hope are the two wings of the bird. So if you go to exaggeration on one thing only and abandon the others, the bird won't fly. If you are only in love, into the worship of love as you say, and there is no hope and there is no fear, there are no wings, cannot fly. If you are only in hope, then there is no fear, the other wing is missing, cannot fly. If you are only in fear, then the hope is missing, the other wing cannot fly. So Ahlul Sunnah, they mentioned, it is like the love, the fear and the hope, like the head of the bird and the two wings, that it is in balance in that way. That is the first category of love, the love of worship. The love of the worship. The love of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that type of love you cannot give to others besides Allah. 
The second type of love is a love which is not love of worship. The second type of love is a love which is not love of worship. And this type splits up into two or three categories as well. The type of love which is not love of worship now, this type of love can be different things. One of them is natural love. Natural love a person has for certain things. Person loves food. Person loves certain types of food. A person loves certain types of drinks. Person loves to get married. A person loves all of these types of things. That's just the natural way a human is. That is just the natural type of love. That is not love of worship. Loving a certain type of food and loving to eat it. Loving a certain type of drink and loving to drink it. Those are natural types of love that you have for these things. There's no worship involved in that. That is one type. Another type of love is the natural love that you have for example towards family members. The love of a father to his son, a father to his daughter, a son to his father, a son to his mother, a daughter to her father, to her mother. These natural types of love that you have. Even if a person became Muslim and his parents weren't Muslim, that person would still have some natural love for his parents. And that's permissible. That is just the natural love. They are still his parents. They still brought him up when he was young. They still raised him. They still looked after him. So if somebody has accepted Islam and his parents have not accepted yet, that person will still have some natural love for his parents. And that natural love is permissible. As long as he does not go beyond the limits in terms of uh, disobeying the rulings of the religion to obey them. If they command him to do something which will mean that he has to abandon aspects of the religion or go against that, then he does not obey them in that. But otherwise, he still has to obey them. He still has to do what they request of him to do, as long as it is not against the Sharia. So otherwise, he will still have that natural love for them. One of the scholars was asked once, a person who reverted, he said, sometimes my mother rings me and she's not a Muslim. And maybe at the end of the phone call, at the end of the conversation, she will say to me, I love you, son. When they say goodbye, when you say goodbye at the end, then she might say, I love you, son. He said, am I allowed to say to her, I love you too? Because he said, she's not Muslim. Am I allowed to reply to her and say, I love you too, mother? So the sheikh said, yes, of course. Because this is not any love of worship. This is just the natural feeling that you have. This is your mother, even if she's not Muslim. The natural love for your mother, not for her religion or for the shirk that she may be upon, but the fact that she's your mother, that natural uh, connection. So this is the natural type of love, the second type. Third type of natural love may be not to family members, but to friends. Friends and colleagues and other people that you know, you have a love between yourself and them. So that is again another type of natural love. So these are types of love which are not involved in worship. These are types of love which are not involved in worship. Because as we said, the type of love which is involved in worship, the love which is the love, uh, uh, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that love indicates that you are humbling yourself and you are in a state of humility to the one that you love, your creator Allah. As for these types of love, you don't do that. 
You don't humble yourself and you're in a state of humility to your friend. That is not the type of love. Here the love is different. It is mutual. You you have the companionship. You have the colleagues. It's a different type. There's no worship. There's no uh, putting yourself into the state of humility before them and humbleness before them as you would before your creator. So there's a difference in the types of love. Then when the sheikh mentioned this ayah, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ That there are some people who take partners alongside Allah, i.e. the mushrikeen. The mushrikeen take partners alongside Allah. And they love them, these partners that they take alongside Allah, they love them as they love Allah. So which type of love were they giving to these other deities of theirs? The love of worship. They were showing humility and humbleness and that love of worship to their other deities. This wasn't any natural love you have between parents and children or friends. This was the love of worship they were giving to these other deities of theirs. So they committed shirk by doing that. They worshipped those other deities and those idols of theirs. فَالْمُشْرِكُونَ يُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ However, take note. The mushrikeen, they used to love Allah. The mushrikeen used to love Allah. يَعْتَرِفُونَ بِرُبُوبِيَّتِهِ وَخَلْقِهِ لَهُمْ They used to acknowledge and accept that Allah created them. And that Allah is the one with the rububiyyah, the lordship. Allah controls and uh, uh, controls all of the universe. And is the creator, the sustainer, the provider, the one who gives life and death. They accepted all of that and they loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However... لَمْ يُخْلِسُوا مَحَبَّتَهُمْ They did not make that love for Allah sincere. They did not make their love for Allah sincere. بَلْ أَشْرَكُوا مَعَهُ آلِهَةً أُخْرَى They committed shirk alongside Allah in this love with their other deities. مَحَبَّةَ عُبُودِيَّةً وَخُضُوعَ وَظُلْ وَتَقَرُّبْ إِلَيْهَا بِالْعِبَادَةً so they worship their other deities with that same love of worship. Sacrificing to them and worshipping them and that love and humility, that love of worship they give to their other deities too. So their love was split. Yes, they loved Allah. They gave the love of worship to Allah. But at the same time, they gave it to their other deities too. So it was split. And as a consequence of it being split, that therefore means it was not sincere to Allah alone. That worship was not sincere to Allah alone. That love was not sincere to Allah alone. وَلَا يَزَالُ الْمُشْرِكُونَ عَلَىٰ هَذَا فَالَّذِينَ يَعْبُدُونَ الْقُبُورُ وَالْأَضْرِحَ يُحِبُّونَهَا And the shaykh says, the mushrikeen, they are upon this same way, even to our time now. The ones who go to the graves and they go to the shrines, why do they go there to these famous shrines that they call upon and these graves that they say from the awliya of Allah and they've built temples around them and everything now? Why do people go there and crowd there to get in? Because of their love for these deceased people. Their love for these other deities of theirs. They have this love for them and they believe they can help them and aid them etc. So it is from this love that they go to these shrines and they go to these tombs and everything else. وَلِهَذَا يُغَارُونَ وَيَغْضَبُونَ إِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ إِنَّ هَذِي الْمَعْبُودَاتِ بَاطِلَ لَا تُغْنِي عَنْكُمْ شَيْئًا So they get angry. They will get angry if you tell them that these tombs and graves and these people can't do anything for you. They get angry. 
And they'll get upset because they have this connection of love to these deities that they go to. They love them with the love of worship. And so they will become very angered if you tell them that these cannot aid you, they cannot help you, they cannot do nothing for you. And so that's why Allah said in the Quran, يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ The mushrikeen love their other deities just like their love for Allah. They love Allah, but they love the deities too. Then Allah mentions, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ As for the people who believe, who have iman, they are greater in their love for Allah. They are greater for their love to Allah. How and why is that the case? How are the believers greater in their love for Allah than the mushrikeen? The mushrikeen loved Allah. But they love their other deities too. Allah says, as for the believers, they are greater in their love for Allah than the mushrikeen. How so? One, because the believers, their love is purely 100% for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not for other deities, it is not for statues, it is not for graves and tombs and shrines. The love of the believers is pure to Allah. So that's obviously greater than somebody whose love for Allah is split. Mushrikeen split their love between Allah and their deities. The believers, all of their love of worship directly to Allah. So they are obviously greater in love for Allah than the mushrikeen, who were splitting up their love between Allah and sharing it between their deities too. Another meaning of this ayah is, that the believers are greater in their love for Allah than the mushrikeen. That the mushrikeen, they used to love Allah, but they used to love their deities. And they used to love their deities a lot. But how much they used to love their other false deities, and that was a strong connection they had to them, how much the mushrikeen loved their other deities, that strength of love was not comparable to the strength of love of the believers to Allah. So the mushrikeen loved their deities. You want to put it into some simple way to understand, the mushrikeen loved their deities, and the strength of their love was 7 out of 10. But the believers, their love for Allah is 10 out of 10. They love Allah more than what the mushrikeen even love their own deities. So in both ways here, it explains the sincerity of the love of the believers to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love of worship, as opposed to the lack of sincerity and the split form of love that the mushrikeen gave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alongside their other false deities. Then the next ayah. وَقَوْلُهُ قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّسُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ In this ayah now, Allah mentions, Say that if your fathers and your sons and your brothers and your wives and your clan folk and your wealth that you have gathered and your business that you fear it may uh, fall away and your residences, your homes, all of these types of affairs and these possessions, 
if they are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger, and jihad in the path of Allah, then wait for the command of Allah to come upon you. If those possessions and those families and mother, uh, father, uh, children and fathers and brothers and wives and homes and possessions and businesses are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger, and the striving in the path of Allah, then wait for the command of Allah to come upon you. حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes with His command upon you, i.e. حَتَّى يَأْتِيكُمُ اللَّهُ بِالْعُقُوبَةِ So wait for the punishment of Allah to come upon you if that is the case. That you love your wealth and your possessions and the people more than you love Allah and His Messenger. And then it's mentioned, وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ Allah does not guide the people who are fasiqeen. The fasiqeen, the fasiq, the fusaq, الخروج عن طاعة الله Those people who have exited from the worship of Allah. Those who have gone out of the worship of Allah, meaning they've abandoned certain worships of Allah and they've gone and followed their desires. Then they are upon fisq. Then they are upon fisq. And this ayah mentions Allah does not guide them. And the meaning of that is the inner guidance. Because guidance is two types. There is the general guidance of ad-dilala wal-irshad, showing somebody what the sunnah is from what the bid'ah is, showing them what tawheed is and what shirk is, showing them the basics and the correct upway, the correct path, showing somebody that pathway, that is the general guidance. But then there is an inner guidance that Allah opens up the heart of a person to accept that upright pathway. That inner guidance Allah mentions, He does not give it to them. He does not give them the inner guidance to be upon the upright way, the ones who abandon the worship of Allah, neglect the worship of Allah, and they exit from that worship, and they love the uh, others, the possessions, etc., more than they love Allah. So this particular ayah, what does it mean? This particular ayah where Allah mentions, say if your parents, your children, your wives, etc., your possessions are more beloved to you than Allah, what is the meaning of it? Some of the scholars of tafsir, they say that this particular ayah was revealed regarding a group of Muslims in Makkah. إِنَّهَا نَزَلَتْ فِي قَوْمٍ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ كَانُوا فِي مَكَّةِ that it was revealed, this particular ayah, regarding a group of Muslims who were in Makkah. وَلَمَّا هَاجَرَ الرَّسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ أَصْحَابُهُ إِلَى الْمَدِينَةِ لَمْ يُهَاجِرُوا And when the Prophet ﷺ and all of his companions, they did the hijrah and went to Medina, this one group of the Muslims stayed behind. They didn't go. They stayed behind in Makkah. لِأَنَّهُمْ آثَرُوا أَنْ يَبْقُوا فِي مَكَّةِ مُحَافَظَةً عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ مَسَاكِنِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ أَقَارِبِهِمْ They preferred to stay in Makkah. They rather stay in Makkah to look after their possessions, their wealth, their residences, what they had, the properties, etc. Their family members. They rather stay in Makkah to look after all of those things and to guard over them and preserve them. So they didn't go with the Muslims. 
فهم قدموا محبة هذه الأشياء على محبة الله ورسوله. So essentially they gave priority to their homes and their properties and their people, their families who were still in Mecca. Some of them maybe not Muslims. They gave priority to all of those things to stay with them and to look after their wealth and their properties rather than going with the Muslims to Medina. So that was a mistake. It was incorrect for them to give the priority of love to their possessions and their properties rather than going with the Prophet And the Shaykh says, therefore, Allah. So Allah gave them this threat in the Qur'an that wait for the command of Allah, the punishment to come if you prefer the families and the possessions, etc. over the love of Allah and the Messenger. Then it's also mentioned, Yurwa, أَنَّهُمْ لَمَّا أَرَادُوا الْهِجْرَةَ تَعَلَّقَ بِهِمْ أَقَارِبُهُمْ It's mentioned that those Muslims, this group who were left in Mecca, they wanted to make the hijrah. When they wanted to go and make the hijrah, their family members, they all came around them, and they convinced them, they started to convince them, that do not go. Their family members started coming to them and saying, كَيْفَ تَدَعُونَنَا How are you going to leave us here? وَلِمَنْ تَدَعُونَنَا Who are you going to leave us to? وَلَمَّا تَعَلَّقُوا بِهِمْ رَقُوا لَهُمْ وَرَحِمُوهُمْ So because they were attached to their family members, then they became soft to them when they started saying, who are you going to leave us here with by ourselves? You're going to leave and go to Medina, make the hijrah of the Muslims. You're going to abandon us here by ourselves. What are we going to do? So then they became soft towards them and they remained in Mecca and they didn't make the hijrah. So then this rebuke came. This rebuke came upon them because the obligation was they should have made the hijrah. The obligation was they should have made the hijrah. وَأَنْ يُقَدِّمُوا الْهِجْرَةَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ They should have given priority still to making the hijrah and going with the Muslims over these other things. They should have given the priority to going. لِأَنَّ الْوَاجِبَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْ يُهَاجِرُوا وَأَنْ يُقَدِّمُوا الْهِجْرَةَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ كَمَا فَعَلَ ذَلِكَ الْمُهَاجِرُونَ الَّذِينَ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِيهِمْ لِلْفُقَرَاءِ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ الَّذِينَ أُخْرِجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ وَأَمْوَالِهِمْ يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا وَيَنْصُرُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ So it was upon them to have left and made the hijrah just like the muhajirin did the muslims who actually went the muhajirun they left their properties and they left what they loved and they left their possessions and they went and made the hijrah and allah mentioned regarding them in the quran the fuqara, the muhajirun, the ones who have been exited from their homes and from their possession, their wealth, and they leave. They've gone, they've been exited, they've made the hijrah, desiring and seeking the reward of Allah and the pleasure of Allah and aiding Allah and His Messenger. They are the truthful ones. Ula'ika humus sadiqun. Those muhajirun who left everything and went, they are the truthful ones. Falmuhajiruna taraku hadihi al-mahbubat. طَاعَةً لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَحَبَّةً لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ So the muhajirun, they left all of these beloved things to them as obedience to Allah, in obedience to Allah and to the Messenger, and loving Allah and His Messenger. Due to their love for Allah and the Messenger, they left all of their houses and their properties and everything in Mecca, and they went, went to Medina, even though they loved. Everybody loves your possession, your wealth, your properties, what you have. They love those things, but they left them all, they abandoned them, and they went because of their love for Allah and their love for their Messenger. 
The Shaykh says even, you love of course your family members, your children. You love your place where you are. يُحِبُّونَ بَلَدَهُمْ Where you've been raised up and you've been brought up. You have a connection to that place, you will love that place. You don't want to leave that place and go somewhere else and abandon your hometown. So these things, they are naturally a person has love for them. But despite that, the Muhajirun, they left all of these things. Despite their love they may have for their hometown and for their people there and for their properties and possessions there. They left everything and they went to Medina, made the hijrah. So Allah said about them, they are the truthful ones. So the tafsir, some of the scholars, they say it's about some of the Muslims who didn't do that. They remained behind. And so it was mentioned that this was uh, the, uh, Allah mentions for them to wait for the punishment to come or for the command of Allah to come upon them. فَقَوْلُهُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ إِذَا كَانَتْ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ أَحَبَّ يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ مَحَبَّةَ هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءِ فِي الْأَصْلِ لَا حَرَجْ فِيهَا فالإنسان يحب والده يحب ولده يحب أخاه يحب قبيلته يحب ماله يحب تجارته يحب مسكنه The Shaykh says loving those things there's nothing wrong with that loving your place where you are loving your family your, your members there loving your possessions your properties of course that's okay to have love for those things but the issue here is now not to give priority to that love over the love of Allah and His Messenger over the love of this religion and making the hijrah. And that's where the issue occurred here, that they gave love to that, possessions and property and their family, more than the love to uh, make the hijrah and to be with the Muslims. Then after that, the hadith of Anas. Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, La yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min waladihi wa walidihi wa nasi ajma'in. That none of you truly believes until I am more beloved to him than his child and his father and all of the people. None of you truly believes until I am more beloved to him than his own children, his father, his people, all of the people. That I, the Prophet am more beloved than any of those people. وَذَلِكَ أَنَّهُ بَعْدَ مَحَبَّةِ اللَّهِ تَأْتِي مَحَبَّةَ الرَّسُولِ and that's because after your love for Allah comes next your love for the Prophet ﷺ. After the love for Allah comes your love for the Prophet ﷺ. So no doubt at the top of it all is the love for Allah first. And that is the love of worship. As for your love for the Prophet ﷺ, is that also the love of worship or not? Cannot be. It is not the love of worship. It is the love of Allah which causes you to love the messenger. Your love for Allah is what causes you to love the messenger. The messenger of Allah, the one who was chosen with that uh, revelation, came with the final revelation. So you love the Prophet ﷺ in following him, in following the sunnah. That is your love for the Prophet ﷺ. تَأْتِي بَعْدَ مَحَبَّةِ اللَّهِ So the love for the Prophet ﷺ comes after the love for Allah. وَكَذَا مَحَبَّتْ كُلِّ مَا يُحِبُّ اللَّهِ and similarly, you love all of the other people and whatever else Allah loves. Allah loves uh, other people, the companions, the prophets, the messengers. So you love them too, because Allah loves them. So you are following up in that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in then loving the Prophet ﷺ, in following the Prophet ﷺ, obeying the sunnah. Then that is the type of love which occurs there.
So in this hadith it says, لا يؤمن أحدكم None of you truly believes. None of you truly believes, i.e. your iman will not be proper and it will not be perfect, it will not be concluded, it will be deficient. Your iman will be deficient. When will it be deficient? If your love for the people, your love for your children, your love for your family is greater than your love for the Prophet ﷺ. If your love for these is greater than your love for the Prophet ﷺ, then you're deficient in your iman. And there's a narration where Umar radiallahu anhu came to the Prophet sallallahu and he said to him, you are more beloved to me than anyone else apart from my own self. The Prophet sallallahu said, no. Then he said, uh, you are more beloved to me than anyone including my own self. The Prophet sallallahu said, now. That is the correct way. So the Prophet sallallahu is more beloved than anything else including your own self. This is the final messenger from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came with that guidance came with that revelation, with all of that which is good for a person, leading him to paradise, and warning against all of that which is bad for a person, taking him towards the hellfire. So a person has been given all of the commandments, and he's been given all of the prohibitions, to understand how to behave, and what the upright path is. So an individual, he must follow the Prophet ﷺ, and that is the sign of love. How do you show your love for the Prophet ﷺ, the sign of that is following the sunnah. The more the person follows the sunnah and sticks to it, then this is a sign the person loves the Prophet ﷺ. But as for a person who abandons the sunnah and does not follow it and does not practice it, then that is an indication the person does not have love for the Prophet ﷺ. Say, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Follow the Prophet ﷺ too. Follow the sunnah and that is the sign of love. And the scholars, they mention that following the Prophet ﷺ has four parts to it. Or the love for the Prophet ﷺ has four parts to it. One is to obey him in what he commanded you to do. To obey the Prophet ﷺ in that which he commanded you. Ta'atuhu fi ma amara. Then also, ijtinabu ma naha anhu wa zajara. To stay away from what the Prophet ﷺ told you to stay away from. To follow what he told you to do, to stay away from what he told you not to do. وَتَصْدِيقُهُ أَخْبَرَ And to believe the Prophet ﷺ in the news that he told us of, the hadith about the Day of Judgment, about the barzakh, all of the different things. To believe in all of that. That is from your love of the Prophet ﷺ. You believe in everything he told us. Because Allah said in the Qur'an, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى he does not speak from his desires. <coughs> that is rather the revelation that is given to him. And fourthly, That you do not worship Allah except in the way that the Prophet ﷺ taught. Except in the manner that Allah legislated. That is all from your love of the Prophet ﷺ. As for a person who makes up innovations, then he is not showing love for the Prophet. Making up an innovation going against what the Prophet ﷺ taught, then that is not showing love to the Prophet ﷺ. Love to the Prophet ﷺ will be abandoning innovation and sticking to the sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ gave you. Not making up new innovations, making up the birthday, making up other celebrations, and saying this is to show our love to the Prophet ﷺ. Love to the Prophet ﷺ will be to abandon all of these innovations and stick to the exact sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ gave you. That is love. Innovations are not the love 
Then after that, the next narration in this chapter, it mentions the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, ثَلَاثٌ مَنْ كُنَّا فِيهِ وَجَدَ بِهِنَّ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِيمَانِ Three things, if a person finds himself in them, he will find the sweetness of iman. أَنْ يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَاهُمَا That Allah and His Messenger are more beloved to him than anyone else. Allah and the Messenger are more beloved to a person than anyone else to him. وَأَنْ يُحِبَّ الْمَرْءَ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ and that you love a man and you do not love him except for the sake of Allah. You love a person for the sake of Allah. You love your brother for the sake of Allah. Not for any other reason. وَأَنْ يَكْرَهْ أَنْ يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ أَنْقَذَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ كَمَا يَكْرَهْ أَنْ يُقْضَفَ فِي النَّارِ And that a person hates to return to kufr after Allah saved him. Just as a person hates to be cast into the hellfire. A person hates to return back to disbelief after Allah saved him and guided him. Just like a person hates to be cast or thrown into the hellfire. These are the three characteristics that are mentioned for a person to find the sweetness of iman. The one who loves Allah and the messenger more than anyone else. The one who loves another man, loves another person purely for the sake of Allah. And the one who hates to go back to disbelief after Allah saved him and guided him to the upright path, just like a person hates to be thrown into the fire. That hadith, insha'Allah ta'ala, is where we'll begin with next session, to give the explanation of it. What does it mean? What does it mean to love someone for the sake of Allah? as opposed to loving someone for other things. What does it mean, these narrations and the explanations of it? Insha'Allah, that's what we'll begin with from the next session next week. Uh, and we'll conclude upon that today. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Make sure you are following the Twitter and you're on the text messages to find out what time the lesson is. Just in case sometimes it changes between 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock. So have uh, your numbers on the lists and follow on the Twitter to make sure you're aware what time the lesson is, inshallah.